Hey there, folks. Get ready to buckle up for an exhilarating ride with your two favorite chatterboxes. I'm Allie. And I'm Jordan. And we're the dynamic duo in our 30s who never runs out of things to say. Allie's soaking up the sun in Madrid while I'm sipping tea in London. But hey, we both traded the golden beaches of California for a life of adventure overseas. So hop on board and join us weekly as we spill the tea, share our wild stories, and unleash our hilarious random thoughts. Hi, guys. Before we get into today's episode, we wanted to come in with a little disclaimer. This episode is on the longer side, so we have decided to include a little intermission so that you can grab a latte, take a bathroom break, or if not, you can just power through. So without further ado, let's start the episode. Hi. I feel like we haven't talked to each other in maybe since last Sunday. We haven't. You've been MIA. I know. I have been MIA. I have had probably like the busiest week I've had in a while. Why was were you up to? So we spoke on Sunday. Basically, I had told you that I was going to be going to my friend's house and staying with her for a couple of days, which turned into a bunch of days. Nice. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I had a charity walk on Wednesday with my work. We do it every year. It was my fifth walk. We started in Canary Wharf. We had like a fun lunch. And then um, you basically walk along this route all the way to South Bank. So we did a 10K. It was really fun. And it ends at this big party that they throw at South Bank. It was really cool. It was just like a bunch of people from work, all the different offices in London. You have like these little stamp all around the world stamps. So you get like, you can go to all the different food vendors and try different things. I have myriad tacos, which was like, wow, chef's kiss. I still want to try those. Dude, I've not tried them. They are the best thing in the world. So uh, flavorful and it comes with this like dip. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I I got everyone in my team to try them and they were like, these are the best things. I've been seeing them everywhere and they look so good. Like, I don't know why they became trendy now. If it's like a part of Mexican food, I don't know why it's big now, but they look unreal. I almost don't think they used to be a thing. Like, I don't know if it's a California thing or I don't know. Like, I'm not sure it's authentic. Okay. Mexican people do it now, but I don't know if it's like traditional because yeah. I used it um, at, when I was home. For Memorial Day weekend, Mm -hmm. we were doing, I think, the game Hollywood. Have you heard of this game? No. Basically, you like have to write down different words and different things. And then it's sort of like a game of charades, but on steroids. And (laughs) I did Iberia tacos and no one knew what it was. It's not Iberia. It's Beria. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Sorry. (laughs) I I did write Beria tacos. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. My bad. So... No one knew. And I was just like, what do you mean? Like, I just saw somebody okay. driving with birria tacos on, like, a packaging. So I was like... Yeah, so it's a new thing. I think it is, yeah. And it's probably trending. It's just one of those things. But yeah, so that was really fun. And it was really good. I had a good time. But then I started getting a little bit sad because that was where I met my ex. Or sort yeah. of where we first kind of talked and stuff. The way they did the setup for the party... It was like the first year, it was super similar to the other one, like outdoors and all these different food venues. And I just, at a certain point, I was like, okay, I have to go. I was getting emotional and I cried on the Waterloo Bridge. So there you go. And I did (laughs) message my ex. No. um, Say, like, I just was thinking of him and I was, you know, it's whatever. And he, in that moment, was like, oh, I'm coming to London this weekend like 
I was going to ask if I could see you. Oh, Um, I'm going to pause there and we'll pick up in like a little bit because I'm going to go into this after. Friday morning, I had to wake up super early to be in the office because we were doing this recording day with speakers all day long. It was so intense. Like, I think I got there at eight and I left around seven. Yeah, literally the whole day. I remember I tried to call, I called you on Friday and you're like, (laughs) yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. You were, you were, you were on a tripod of what I was doing, like a how to film, how to self record for part of the day. So, yeah, you caught me in that. Yeah. Oh, anyway, that's a lot of makeup on. What is she doing right now? A lot of, whoa, are you saying too much? (laughs) No, no, no. But I was like, I haven't seen you with makeup, like a full face of makeup in a while. Like, whenever I call you, you're at home. So, yeah, so like depressed. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't saying that, but then, you know, I said it for you. It was true. (laughs) To be honest, I think it was like one of the days I, it was like dressed up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, Friday night, I had a hypnotherapy session at like 10 p.m. And I was so tired. I don't recommend doing it when you're really tired. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what he said half the time, which is fine because it's kind of subconscious. But I think I, I was so tired that I sort of started drifting from like visualizations I was supposed to be doing. And then I fell asleep at one point because it took yeah. me a second to like wake up when he told me to wake up. <laughs> so yeah, it was That's um, so funny. He did say, you're going to go into a deep sleep, deep sleep. And I listened. So <laughs> you were just following directions. So yeah. And what was interesting about this, I won't talk too much about it because I can't really remember most of it. However, he told me, so he analyzed my writing. When you do hypnotherapy, typically they have you like write on a white piece of paper. The first session, he didn't tell me anything about it. And this one, he was like, okay, so I analyzed your writing and you give people a lot of space and mm-hmm. you have very little space for yourself. I think you're a yes person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you say yes, even when after you're like, well, why did I say yes? And I think you're not balanced. I think you give too much space to people and you really give. When he says space, he just means like, Space in your life, not like space, space or, in distance. Yeah, not in distance. Like okay. in like in my life. Much. Like I give people yeah. too much space. I say yes. Okay. I'm like, do it all for them and very little for myself. Yeah, I can see that. And I know. I, I, when he said it, I was like, yep, yep, okay, yeah. And he was like, you need to be more balanced and we're going to work on your balance. And I was like, okay. Interesting. Cool. I love that. Yeah, I know. That is so interesting. And wait, just a question. What did you write on the paper? Like how much writing was on this paper that you submitted? I think I did like three little paragraphs. Okay. Just um, something or what were you talking but about? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was kind of stuff person like I wanted to work on. However, like it didn't have to be. It could be anything. They're not okay. analyzing the context. They're analyzing the, the, the writing. writing and like, and it's supposed to not be on lined paper. It has to be like specifically okay. plain. So there's something that they can analyze, you know. Um, wow. I want to yeah. do that. That exercise yeah. would be so interesting. Well, I sent you the link to sign up. So can I sign up to do the writing? Yeah, <laughs> you can do t- two sessions. <laughs> no, I need to. I need to do it. I should do it. Something yeah. super interesting. We'll we'll get into why later, but yeah. Okay, cool. So, anyways, I did that, and then um, I went to bed early after that. Well, not early, like midnight, because on Saturday morning, I met up with my ex. I was speechless. <laughs> So, um, however, okay, so I've been listening to a lot of podcasts on like breakups and stuff, right? Yes. And one of them I re- listened to recently was like, okay, um, if your ex reaches out to you and like wants to see you, what do you do? And so it was like, okay, you know, if they're just trying to reach out, which they will, which is funny, 
which they will want to see you in some capacity, typically. Are they just trying to see you just to see you because they miss you? Or do they say like they want to talk? Because you have to protect yourself. And so it was like, it's completely within your right to ask what their intentions are. So this was my approach that night when he messaged me and said, you know, hey, I, I, want, I was wondering, I was going to ask if I could see you. You know, me being my like, you know, badass self these days where I'm like empowered and I was like, you know, okay, what, it, what, like, what would this be about? So I said, you know, hey, what like are your intentions with wanting to see me? And ultimately, I'll kind of paraphrase, I don't need to say everything, but he wanted to see me and essentially he wanted to talk, but he understood if I didn't. Wait, can I interject? Yeah, I can't believe you held off on this information and you did not tell me until now. That's I know. That is, that is hardcore. I cannot believe this. To be honest, I, it wasn't intentional. It just, everything happened so quickly. And then also, I don't know. <laughs> you hadn't texted me in a while. So I think I, I told you like, on Friday. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like it just all happened so quick. And then I knew I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you. And I was like, I like, we'll get your real reaction. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Yeah. So basically he said he wanted to see me and to talk and but understood like if I did it. And I just kind of said, again, paraphrasing that, you know, I just want to be kind of thoughtful about myself and how I'll feel if I like in, in my mind, I work myself up to something and that he was kind of hoping that he, he could get some clarity on areas. He said, essentially, the thing he was thinking about most was, should he have essentially given therapy a chance? Which was wow. like a mind blowing Wow, I'm like actually surprised he came to this realization so quickly. I know. Honestly, I was too. I actually couldn't believe it. I was like jaw dropped. And I don't mean that in a negative sense of that he needs therapy. I just mean that in like, I'm glad that he's reflecting on himself to be like, okay, where did I go wrong? Like, do I need outside help to like think this over? Like in that sense, not like, oh my God, he needs help. He's, I just need, yeah. like, wow. <laughs> Ali, <laughs> when I tell you, okay, the conversations we had, on Saturday, it, it, it was all kind of like, whoa. Yeah. So this conversation is on like during Friday. And that's all. Sorry. No. Okay, so on Friday. This is Wednesday evening. Okay. And so that's all he had to say for you to see him was I'm reflecting on therapy and you're like, okay, I'll see you. He said he wanted to talk. And about what? What he said that he had wanted to get some clarity on areas he was feeling lost or had given up on. He's been thinking about me a lot. And one of the big things was around when he's talking about therapy, it's also us. Yeah. I mean, even a few weeks ago, week ago, he was like really anti it. So I was just like, interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm willing to see and speak about it because ultimately what I said the last time we spoke was like, if you have something to say to me, to speak to me about, if you want to talk about something, do it, but don't just send me idle messages about like, you miss me. Yeah. And so I'm willing to, because obviously, you know, I'm like, we're, we're in this space, even like, I don't know what's going to happen. But even still, we've been together for four years and we're untangling. It happened so quickly. I feel that we're trying to un understand like what's happened. So for me, I was just like, yeah. okay, this isn't just you being like, I just want to see you because I miss you. It's like, hey, you want you want to understand something and maybe there's clarity I can get. I feel like I feel strong enough mentally at the moment to be able to like go into it knowing, okay, I'm not thinking like this is going to happen or that's going to happen from it. It's just I know what it's we're going to talk. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just say. saying also, for those who are thinking about hypnotherapy, I swear to God, it has changed my life. So I saw him on Saturday morning. We met at the shoe for breakfast. And you know what's so weird is the night before, I was talking with my friend and I randomly was like, Do you like the shoe? 
because she's Indian. And I was like, like, you know, for an Indian, like, do you think it's like good Indian food? And she was like, yeah, it's okay. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I love it. And then I woke up at like 1 a.m. to a text of him telling me where we were going. And it was the shoe. And I was like, that, that is, is so funny. Just like the synchronicities that we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So the synopsis of the day was, so I basically was with him from like 10 a.m. to 3. So we started the shoe. What I can say is sitting across from him, it just felt like obvious. I had to like remind myself this is not my partner because it just felt like this is my person. Like I, I don't look at him any different. That was the weird bit was like, I just feel like I've gone on holiday and I'm seeing the person I've been with for four years, you know? Yeah. It was like really good to see each other. And we were kind of laughing a lot and like just that awkward kind of looking. Did at it feel other, like a first date? Not like a first date, okay. but it felt like we yeah. were giggly and kind of, you know. Because I remember with my ex, like when I would go to LA for like a month and then I'd come back. Like this was in the first time I left. So it, like obviously our relationship was newer. Like we've been together for a year, but even still being away from him for like one month almost. When I saw him for the first time, I felt nervous. I was like, oh my God, is he going to still like me? I don't know why. I, obviously, we spoke every single day while I was gone. We FaceTimed and everything. But when I came back, it was like nervous energy of like, oh my God, is he going to like me? I haven't seen him in person. And like, I, I had this weird feeling of like a first date. So I was wondering if that's what you were feeling too. It was because I was trying to be very calm, I think. I was trying to approach it with like really going in like you were yeah. you're calm. And I think I achieved it, but there was like an energy for sure. The extended looks and such. Yeah. But yeah, it was good. Essentially, kind of the synopsis there was, it was a lot of taking accountability for things that were not about me. And that was... From his side. Yeah. Wow, great. And that was really refreshing. Like, that was honestly a big thing for me. You know, we talked a lot about our childhood, things that impact us. And, And also about how... This time has been really eye-opening for us to be getting more clarity, to have better perspective, to see things clearer. Ultimately, if we are to come back together at some point, I feel like if there's ever a next stage, it would be, I feel the only next step would be like going to therapy or something like that together without being together. Okay. So like separate. That's to me, that was kind of where my head's at, you know, and he acknowledged that. Also acknowledge, like, if he ever were to come back, he's aware he'd be coming with a ring and, like, that it wouldn't just be picking up where we left off or, like, seeing things. We both feel this period of time has been, like, really beneficial for us to have boundaries, to focus on things he's focusing on. And what's really good is he was saying a lot of that, that he sees how helpful the boundaries have been and was trying to and was respecting my boundaries. Like, we didn't kiss. We didn't do any of that. That's good. Honestly, I mean, I was so proud of myself because I feel like in past relationships, when I've broken up within a couple of weeks, I am feeling like emotionally sad. I'm feeling like I, I'm looking for attention. I want to, yeah. you know, if I would have like seen them, I would have like probably manipulated something so that we had sex, like just to get some gratification of like, oh, how does he yeah. feel? And it's I like, was so clear about my boundaries. And he was like, we were t- we were openly talking about like the boundaries we were trying to yeah. right now because when we said goodbye, there was a moment where I I almost just instinctually went to go for a kiss and I was like, and then we both just laughed hysterically. That's so <laughs> oh, awkward. You know, he was like, I'm trying to hold boundaries, and I was like, good, like you should. You know, I think this is what we need to be doing. I guess the consensus of it all for the listeners, what I will say is that there is no consensus. You know, it's just like we're focusing on our stuff. 
if we have the occasional chat call, whatever, if we feel like we need to explore more things, we will. But we're like, we're focusing on stuff as well right now. Yeah. Um, and, and more so, I'm the one focusing on stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, I mean, my head. that's like what I told you before is like, you guys both sort of lost your boundaries. Like, obviously, I'm on your side, so I don't know his boundaries from what it seemed like from his frustrations. It seems like he was letting his own boundaries go of like what he wanted. And so I'm like, that's going to cause resentment. So like, I'm glad that he came in with his boundaries. You also came in with your boundaries. And I'm like, okay, this is what we need to move forward if this is going to happen again. Like no yeah. breakup is one size fits all. So like if you guys are meant to be together and meant to get back, like to know that it's genuinely coming from a healthy place is like a green flag, you know, not like, oh, yeah. we're both lonely for two years. So it may as well, you know what I mean? Like not like that, like yeah. both really working on it and like figuring out who we are and who we want to be together. And if it works, then we're going to get back and, and make it work. But if not, then I know who I am and he knows who he is. Yeah. And I think what we both acknowledged was our relationship as it was had to die because at the end it got kind of toxic in the cycle we were in yeah. and that if we are to be able to move into something new it has to be something new and I think this is you know at least if, if it's not for each other like it's for the health of our future but it was I will have to I have to say it was like a really good conversation and I think we both felt like wow you know look at how we've been able to communicate and look at how we've been yeah. able to like really find clarity in this in this moment and that was really, really nice. And honestly, I left feeling so good, weirdly. And not. And I was like, oh, am I going to feel emotional? I knew that meeting of my friends, my friend who I'm staying with, was staying with, and then another friend of ours who was staying the night with her. And I met up with them, and I was in just such a good mood. I think it was just a really healthy conversation and something we had to have. You know, and we hadn't seen each other. It was the first time in a month. Yeah. I've done things so differently in the past, and I'm just, I'm proud of where I am mentally and how I dealt with things. And I feel like it just feels to be good to be in this position where I don't feel so unhealthy and so like needy. Yeah. I came out it and it didn't like throw you into starting over again. Like that's like, I think like for most breakups, that's the reason most people say no con contact because if not, it's just so easy to fall back in the same cycle, start over again, your journey of growth, you know? So like, since you decided to see him, it was like from a place of like, okay, we're already at these levels. Like, we're not going to go back to that. You know, you both came in strong with the boundaries of like, okay, this is not us getting back together. This is us discussing something like whatever you guys needed to discuss. Yeah. So that's me. What about you? I'm sorry. I literally monopolized this. That is totally fine. You had really important updates, I feel like. So yeah. Um, yeah. My week has been great, actually. I went to the Harry Styles. Oh, yeah. And I'm not even kidding. It was life changing. You know, I love live music. I love a concert. And Harry Styles does not disappoint. He is an excellent, excellent entertainer. I'm not kidding. I left there like, wow, he is a real singer and a real musician. And his band was great as well. Like I was super pumped. I recommend everyone goes to see Harry Styles at least once with whoever. I feel like anyone would would enjoy it. Like I feel like my dad would have would have enjoyed it as well. He's very charismatic and for the girls, he's cute. So you know what I mean? I feel like it's a show that anyone could enjoy. And he also has a great voice. So if you like and his songs are good really great so the harry styles concert was unbelievable except for the organization whoever is in charge of that venue needs to be fired i girl okay so madrid this week it was probably 100 degrees fahrenheit are you guys dealing with that crazy heat wave that's happening in yes. europe today was like 101 today's about to be 102 and like 103 and then it starts going down like from thursday on i think the heat wave started this weekend mm. if not it was close but in the 
upper 90s, 100s. So we got to the venue three hours before he was supposed to go on just to get in line because this is a this is a venue for 70,000 people. Like, whoa. Yeah, so that's that's stadium size, like football stadium size. Lots of people. So we're like, okay, let's get there three hours early. That way, like, if we get in, we'll get, like, a good... Because it's all standing. So we're like, we'll get in. We'll find, We'll get a drink. We'll, like, get in there and, like, start moving our way around the crowd. We get off of the train. Immediately out of the train, there's hundreds... Like, no, not hundreds. Thousands of people outside this train. And we're like, wait, the venue is not right here. Like, the venue on the map said 10-minute walk. So it's like, why is there so many people? So we start walking towards the venue. And so people start shouting at us. They're like hey, what are you doing? This is not the line. Go back that way. And we're like, okay. So we start going away from the venue and we're like, we see seas of people and we're like, okay. We start walking towards like where we assume is going to be eventually the end of the line. We're walking, walking. It's impossible to tell where the end of the line is. There's no barricades. There's nothing, no signs, nothing marking where people should be queuing. And so we just find some, some people were like, are you guys the end of the line? They're like, yeah, we think so. So like, okay, we're going to stand here. We moved, I'm thinking, 30 feet in one hour. Like, that's how fast the line was going. I was like, this is a van. Oh my gosh. 70,000 people. The doors opened 30 minutes before we got there. So I was like, if we only moved 30 feet in one hour, how are we going to get in on time? I'm like, this is, this is insane. Actually insane. The firefighters show up. They start spraying people with hoses because it's so hot. People were passing out in line. Oh my gosh. There was ambulances. Like... <gasps> It was it was really bad. The line was in a neighborhood. All the neighbors were starting to get hoses off of their balconies, spraying people as well. There was this really sweet little girl who lived on the first floor and she starts like she opened her windows and was asking everyone if they if they wanted their water bottles filled. Like she must have been six or seven. I was like, that is the sweetest Aww. thing ever. Faith in humanity restored. So cute. She was filling all the water bottles because people were legit like passing out. How are you? I did not. No, I was fine. Like for that, I took my shirt off because I was like, I'm in a bra because it's so freaking hot. You were in a bra? I mean, it was like a bra top, but it was a bra. Oh, okay, I, did, I was not planning on just taking out in that bra top, but I was <laughs> like, I guess this is sort of socially acceptable because it's so hot out here. At this point, we've moved, yeah, about one hour in the line, we've moved 30 feet. We're getting to the end of this uh, apartment building and we turn the corner and we see that it just goes on for another large distance, but away from the venue. So I'm like, we're never getting in. I was getting so, so anxious. I'm all for standing in an organized line. If they say you're going to be in this line for two hours, but I'm like, okay, at least it's organized. No one's going to be able to cut me. Like, that's fine. That's on me. Yeah. I'll wait in that line. But there was no organization. I was like, anyone can just cut anywhere at any time. There was probably about 15 police officers at this point. I'm like, how are there only 15 police officers for 70,000 people? Who is organizing this? Why is there only one entrance? If you think of a football stadium, there's like you know, 10 entrances or whatever there are on these venues. So I'm just like so frustrated. Well, yeah. Wouldn't that have been crazy if you would have run into your ex in that particular I scenario? I was looking, I actually looked and I was like, oh my God, what, wouldn't that be horrific? I'm sweating. This is actually disgusting. So in your, in your bra. To our, to our, to our uh, listeners, my ex is a, is a firefighter. I was like, oh my God, this would be so embarrassing. I looked at all the firefighters and I was like, take it. None of them are him. At one point, we get to a point in the line the police officer like, hi, this is getting crazy. We're going to divide the lines. And I'm like, we've been waiting for an hour and a half. Why are you dividing the lines? Like, where's this going? I don't want to lose my spot in line. I don't want to be sent to a new line that's going to take longer. Where's this line going? It was moving even further away from the venue. So I'm like, why are you sending us that way? I literally said that to the police officer. I said, why are you sending us this way? And he's like, well, you should have waited in the right, the correct line. And I lost my shit. Not going to lie. I was like, what are you talking about the right line? There's no, there was nothing uh, marking where we should be standing. You cannot tell me that I'm standing in the incorrect line. 
when there's no signs, no barricades, nothing. Anyway, so he obviously is a police officer. So he's like, well, do you want to get in line or not? That's the way to go. I'm like, okay, fine. So obviously I have to obey. Anyway, (laughs) we go into this new line and thankfully the line, the the way they sent us around actually ended up being faster than what what looked like the the other line that we had seen. So eventually we connected. We got in in like another 30 minutes. Okay, that's good. And so I think at this point, uh, Harry Styles was supposed to go on in like 25 minutes or something. There was like no water that was cold at this point. The venue like did not have any beverages that were cold. It was it was all the venue was a disaster, and it was like um a festival setup. So it was a huge open space basically for where music festivals take place. They didn't change the format or like the layout of the the festival grounds. There was a stage where Harry Styles was supposed to go on, and where all the audience was supposed to go, there was a uh, a stand right in the middle for serving drinks. So all the people had to be standing around behind where the drink stand was. And of course, there's going to be obstructed view. And so again, I'm like, who is setting up this venue? There literally were fans. If you go on TikTok, you can find videos of people like, this is my view of Harry Styles. I waited for three hours and paid a hundred euro to stand behind a drink stand because there's nowhere to go. It was, it was wow. a mess, honestly. It was, it was so a mess. No, so bad. Like bleachers? No, no. No, it was all flat and which made it even worse. Like wow. it was hard to see the screens even when, cause we were quite far back and it was hard for us to even see the, the screens. And I couldn't imagine how far, how hard it would be for the people who were even further back. Jeez. Yeah, it was a mess. I had a great time because my spot was not that bad. But who'd you go with? I went with a group of American girls. And it was really oh, fun. like yes. people you know well or just kind of random? No, not written. I mean they're not random, but like yeah, they, I don't. I didn't hang out with them that much, but I I saw that they were going, so I was like, oh, can I join you? Because I bought my Jeez. ticket like I think like eight months ago or something, and I had no one to go with. But I'm like, I have to see Harry Styles at least once. So I just bought it by myself. And I was like, if not, I'll go by myself. That's fine. And then I ended up going with a group of, of American girls. Yeah, back to the the venue. Also, since it was a festival grounds, it's like surrounded by dust. Like the grounds themselves were were um, had like the astroturf on it, but surrounding that on the outside there was uh, dust. The the dust from the other sides started blowing in. At one point, Harry literally said to the audience, "Thank you for coming out to this dusty venue." <laughs> and I'm like, that is so embarrassing that even Harry is calling out the dusty venue. And he even was coughing during some of his songs. I'm like, that's not great. Anyways, that was a mess, but. I had a good time and like loved seeing Harry. So that was fun. That was Friday night. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So back to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I think it was Tuesday night. I went to um, a nice steakhouse that I was telling you guys all about. Uh, I went with two friends. One of my friends was an hour late. One hour late to a reservation. And so of course we Why? started ordering because she had, she had work. Uh, and I had told her, I was like, girl, no worries. Let's reschedule because they put like an event that started at seven and our reservation was at 830. And I'm like, girl, mm. how, how are you going to make it if your event is starting at seven? Like, you're not going to be able to bounce out. She's like, no, it's fine. I'll be able to get out. I'm like, girl, honestly, I prefer not to be like rushed. I prefer you not to be rushed. Like, it just is a weird vibe going into a dinner where I'm, I, I don't know. When I go to a restaurant that's like a new restaurant that I've been wanting to try, I just want it to be chill vibes and yeah, exciting, not worrying about like, oh, she's going to make it. She did not make it. She made it at 930. And so it's kind of, annoying but i mean if she's listening to this it's no big deal i love her but we it all worked out fine no it was fun we, we tried good things i saw my other friend too and we, we caught up great restaurant had the best espresso martinis i've ever tried oh like so smooth Mixed i don't think i've ever food. had one 
Really? Oh, this one was really, really good. Delicious. And then on Wednesday, it was my friend Gabby's birthday. And we went to do ceramics, which I told you guys all about, which was really fun. It was a cute idea for a birthday. It was a group of 12 of us and we were just painting ceramics and talking and they had a cafe in there so you could order like teas and coffees and cake. And so, yeah, it was a really cute vibe. And what did you pick to paint? Oh, I did a mug, which is typical. Cute. Yeah, yeah, it was cute. (laughs) But the weird thing is like you can't pick it up for like another month just because you have to put it in the kiln and everything. So... So yeah, long wait time. I won't be able to see my work of art. Yeah, it's weird. Kilns are like in super high demand and something really? about it. Yeah, like there's like a shortage of whatever. I don't know if it's energy or something that they use to do the kiln, the fire or whatever. Maybe it's like they use helium, not helium. <laughs> that sounds weird. But they use just like hot. Yeah, but like there's some shortage. And so it's just like it takes usually it's like weeks, like five, like four to six weeks before you get something back, which is crazy. Interesting. I mean, this place only had one kiln. And so I'm like, okay, if there's like 60 people here a day or more, yeah. only like a certain amount of pieces can fit in a kiln at a time. So, so yeah, small. Yeah. So that was, that's actually the summary of my week. Nothing super crazy except for the Harry Styles, which that was pretty epic. Like, what an epic yeah. story. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, even fans were passing out during his set. He had to stop the music like three times. Jeez. And restart. So. Because it was just, it was like, it was outside, so right? Outside yeah, so venue? Okay. Yeah, outside yeah. venue, no shade and 100 degrees. People, like, of course, girls get there at, like, weeks in advance camping out for him and whatever so that they can be first in the pit. Long time to wait in the heat. You know, I was actually talking about, um, like, crowds this week with my mm-hmm. boss because we she took her daughter and her son separately last weekend to two festivals. And she was just saying, like, there was quite a, there was a couple times when she was with her son where people started pushing and panicking. Yeah. And those scenarios where, like, it's just one person or one person to fall that you have, like, a crushing, a stampede. And people were really freaking out. And I was just saying how I really don't like crowds. And I've heard so many stories and I've listened to recently, like, podcasts even of, horrific stories like even the travis scott story yeah his concert yeah i think stampedes or, or yeah. the crushing and yeah. that, i mean i would have been terrified if i was you i mean yes that's a valid fear and i when i read about it it gives me like a bit of anxiety i'm like wow that's the most horrible situation to be in like that being close i'm claustrophobic anyway so hearing about people who are getting crushed to death is like yeah on the top of my list but i love my life music so much that i don't think about it when i'm there but yeah, like I, I, it obviously is top of mind when people are sitting, when it's the spaces are getting too crowded. And I yeah. think if you read about it, it says like, I can't remember how much it is, but they, they say that if the space starts to get less than like one meter squared around you or something like that, that's when if someone falls, it's like over. All the things I've been at, I try and stay on the outsides or the back where it's not that packed. But yeah, of course. Yeah, that's. About what about like in the line when you got off the train, though? Was it like that? Because you said there was like no, a no, people. no. Yeah, there was a sea of people, but it was, we were in like a neighborhood. So it's just like, okay. it wasn't, it wasn't tight. It was just tons of people where you're like, this looks like a street festival. It doesn't look like a line, you know? So okay. that's why it was, it wasn't, it was just disorganized. Cause yeah, I would yeah. have, I, I don't know. I even last week randomly, I was on the tube and this has never happened to me before, but we had like stopped underground, just like a slight jar and like paused for a second. And maybe like, I don't know, 15 seconds had gone by. And I started to get so freaked out. Like, my, I, I almost started to have a panic attack. I All of a sudden, it was so bizarre, out of the blue, 
I started like, like starting to not be able to breathe. And then I was like, okay, Jordan, like relax, relax. But then I was like, what if like another car, another car or train comes and like hits us? What if something happens? Like, like I could die down here. And I had to literally be like, okay, relax. Like just breathe. Cause I literally started freaking out and going yeah. to hyperventilate. And I was like, this is so weird. I've never, and then we just moved. It was fine. It was like, probably like the, like the stop was maybe 45 seconds. But in yeah. that time, I like literally freaked out. It was really weird. Oh, I definitely have claustrophobic phobia. So I think about that more than you would think. I remember I was once on a train and it stopped also in a tunnel. And we were stopped there for probably with the lights out, which also obviously adds to the sense of eeriness. Yeah. Everyone turned their flashlights on their phones because that was like, obviously you don't want to be with complete strangers in a tunnel underground in a train. So everyone started turning the flashlights on their phones on. One woman started hyperventilating. She must have been like 50 something. Yeah. And she was with her father and her father must have been like 80. Yeah. He was like very elderly. And she just started hyperventilating, like freaking out, crying. I remember like another passenger said like, ma'am, you need to calm down for the sake of your father. Your father is an old man. Like you need to hold it together. We're fine. We're all here. We're, nothing weird is happening. We all have our phones on. And then someone like pulled the emergency thing to open the door so that she could get out of the train. And just, like, feel like she's breathing. But I'm like, okay, that's also terrifying. Like, being on the tracks. So oh she got out. On the tracks? On the yeah. tracks? Yeah, she was standing on the tracks in the tunnel because nothing was coming. And oh, we so know that, like, though. Well, because I think she asked. I, th- I feel like there was, like, security going up and down as well. Right. And they were like, yeah, we'll just open the doors for you. So you go out and, like, I think he was standing out there with her. Nice. There was, like, a backup in the tunnel. That's why we couldn't move. Yeah, it was crazy. So, do you think we should get into our main topics of the week then? Why don't you go first? So, I just wanted to piggyback off of my last topic, which was not about claustrophobia, which was about the arts and crafts that I did with my friend. I did ceramics. I was thinking about how therapeutic it is to just paint something with your friends. It just got me thinking of like how I never go do arts and crafts with my friends anymore. Like when you're growing up and you're even into your adolescence when you're a teenager, you're still doing things with your hands and arts and crafts or if it's like an activity because you're in dance or gymnastics. So you're doing like these activities that are not with a phone or going out to dinner and how now we don't do that anymore. And I missed it. I was like, this is such a nice feeling. I was like, we should go do more things like this. I mean, what it is, is like creativity ultimately. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it's having an outlet and then it's something like tactile. That you're doing. You're not like just like absorbing, watching a movie. You're not just talking, you know, which is all that stuff is good. But there is something about like being creative and kind of channeling into something and being physical with your hands. No, totally. And I think like I think I've had this conversation like once a year since I started working. And I've just always said, oh, I would like to like have a job that's a little bit more creative in that sense of like, even if it's not a job, I feel like I need to pick up like a hobby that I thoroughly enjoy that's yeah. more with with my hands and like doing something where you feel like okay I'm, something is in my brain and now it's coming out onto some kind of medium yeah I, I just miss that I, there's just something like so ther- therapeutic about chilling and like having no pressure of it like coming out fine yeah yeah exactly even today I was just cutting something and I was like wow I haven't cut things out of paper in so long <laughs> and I was like this is actually so chill I'm just like following the lines and cutting. And I was like, wow, this is like when I used to do arts and crafts. Our team in the beginning of the year, we did like a team building activity for work. And we went to a place and we like picked up pottery. We picked out like a plate and a cup and we drew. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you. You can describe it. It's a bit weird. So this is my mug. 
Oh, that's cute. Oh, oh. <laughs> I like the colors, but yeah, that is a bit weird. It's it's like a hand with an eye in the inside. Don't worry, we'll put it on the story so that you guys can see it later. It kind of looks like a witch's hand, but they just the yeah, it does. Had. Yeah, it kind of it's kind of a bit unsettling. <laughs> the color the color choices make me a bit but the thing is that it was watercolor so you mm -hmm. couldn't see what the colors would be it was all just like basic oh. just like translucent they were like oh layer it multiple times but you had no clue what you were doing like you couldn't see yeah and so i mean and then there was this really bad lips oh it looked like but the eye's good it's just yeah the eye looks good but also kind of creepy like imagine you're drinking and then all of a sudden you see an eye. it's kind of feels like evil eye vibes yeah sorry yeah it's a bit creepy cute I feel like I should make that one of my new resolutions halfway through this year is to just do something more creative every week or every month or do something. Yeah, something for yourself. It nourishes you. Exactly. I remember during quarantine, I picked up uh, watercolor and watercolor is so, so hard. You cannot control it. You cannot control where you want those colors to go. And yeah. It turned out to blobs and oh, that was frustrating. You did one though. It looked really good. You have it for Yeah, that, I have one that's good. And yeah, I'll show you guys also. But the rest you put it on our instagram i'll put my creepy cup on yeah we'll put it with the episode leading on to that just in general i feel like i don't know with my friends with me everyone i've just kind of been talking to lately we're all really focused on just like how we can be like the best us whether that's like doing do new things actually when i was with my friends at the spa we were talking about how we would do maybe an improv class together because the two of my friends have never done anything like that and they thought it could be kind of fun. And I was like, it would be so much fun. But part of it was like, you just start getting out there and you try new things. And we were talking kind of about all the stuff we've been talking about lately around hobbies, mm -hmm. doing stuff that forces us to be kind of outside of ourselves. And uh, Yeah, I was just thinking about how all my friends are in this place of kind of looking within and like finding out who they are and what they want out of life. And and also at times feeling lazy or they feel unmotivated and they're like wanting to somehow get out of that. And I feel like a lot of the stuff I've been learning in my relation, like what's happened in my breakup and, and how I've kind of been empowering myself by doing all these new things and trying these new things. Hypnotherapy, therapy in general, I think is kind of a big thing. Just that we're all like trying to bring ourselves up. And it's so cool. Like every individually, I'm having all these conversations and I feel like I'm inspiring kind of a lot of my friends to do therapy, which is kind yeah. of cool. But it's just interesting, you know, like how everyone's got this, like, maybe it's maybe it's like a global planetary focus, but on just like, how could we be the best of ourselves? I mean, I don't know if that's planetary, but if not, that speaks volumes to who your friends are, that your friends are actually like looking into themselves and like trying to be better because... Just like from some of the conversations I'll have at work, it's like I'll talk to people. Maybe it's just because it's work and it's like a superficial atmosphere where you're not going to get into like, you know, people's trauma with like your colleagues. I don't know them super deeply, but some of them I feel like I do know a little bit more than surface level. And it just seems like their intentions are not to like reflect on themselves. Like I said, playing devil's advocate here, but maybe they are. And I just don't know. I feel like that says more to your friends and like who you're surrounding yourself with than like a planetary Okay. Level. Well, I, I think partially why I think that is because, well, <laughs> the pattern app, which we'll talk about later, the pattern app um, that we've been talking about a little bit privately has been sort of saying like there's this, I think it's called Mercury in Cancer. Retrograde? Oh. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. It started today, right? I, I think we started to be in this period. It's, it happened sort of in Cancer, but like 
it's 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 a long time and it is as very much about sort of looking in and feeling good with yourself figuring out your purpose that kind of thing and for other people certain signs it's more heightened you know so for my sign it's heightened and others it's heightened I guess it's interesting because I wonder if like you're saying you speak to a lot of people that aren't feeling that way or don't seem like mm-hmm. that do you think it's like a cultural thing where they no 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 I don't think so because I have the Spanish friends who also are you know trying to better themselves and like yeah. you know get out of their routine but also I'm we're in our 30s so I feel like this is also a time where it's like okay we have no one telling us what to do we've had like our time in our 20s where we're just going wild of our with our first experience with independence and now we're like okay we've had our 10 years of independence like what are we doing like yeah. we're, we're next. like we've had that fun now like we want some kind of new structure and we want to really figure out like what what are we doing in life you know so it might also be a thing of age it's true like, i've been talking to colleagues who are like you know in another phase of life either they're younger or they're older too so i don't see that and it's like the people who i surround myself outside of work are 30s because they're by same age or like you know close to 30 at least yeah that's just like that time of life where you want to look in so but you would say then the people close to you then are kind of in that place yeah and I feel like I also the, the friends that I that are not in that place I do kind of feel myself distancing from them not like intentionally just a natural like oh maybe they don't have as much in common with you like what are we talking about this conversation feels very superficial and it's like okay well that was fun and I'll talk to you later and I, I like I feel a connection to the people who are like trying to do new things well that actually is in line with this kind of planetary phase because it's about mm-hmm. like shedding old patterns thought beliefs people who aren't serving you who aren't like yeah. gonna be part of this kind of next best self which is really oh yeah I definitely feel that I mean that but I've been feeling that phase for myself since last year as well you know like I mean obviously it was because of a breakup but maybe the breakup had something to do with where I was at in life but yeah, even since last year, I feel like, okay, I need to focus on myself, kind of like what you're going through right now. I feel like that's like also typical after a breakup. You just sort of like, what is what's happening? Let's re- yeah. let's reflect. Last year when I went through the breakup, it was the same where I'm like, okay, where am I? Where am I at? What do I really want from life? Where do I see myself in 10 years, five years? What can I do to make moves to get myself there? So yeah, I've been on that journey since last year too. Yeah, I love it. Up next, we're going to talk about the Pattern app. Now, disclaimer, this is not an ad. We just like it. For those of you who've never heard of it before, it's an astrology app that dives deep into who you are and has this cool feature called Bond, where friends or partners can create their profile, add you, and then you can run the Bond to evaluate different dynamics of that relationship. Up next, Ali and I use this feature to explore our friendship. So, see you on the other side. Well, maybe you should just go into the app and let's see. What do you got to say about it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, okay. We finally got it because we're going to look at like our, our friendship because this is our friendship podcast. Let's do um, it. If you just yeah. go to friends and then you click me. Yeah. It gives us like the top key facts about our friendship. If you actually click this little guy here, this little thing, this is, this will run our bond. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Calculating, calculating. So what do you see? It says golden. Hey. <laughs> what does that even mean? So now we look through like all these things. So each one is like about our friendship. So maybe do you want to go through and read them? I'll do the first one. So relationship is life changing. This is the strongest connection. This dynamic in your friendship with Ali is incredibly special. 
Being in each other's lives is helping to align you both with your personal destinies. This is one of the most progressive and supportive connections you two can have. Your souls are traveling in the same direction and you're activating each other's greatest potential. Hell yeah. Which like we kind of live not the same lives, but like parallel. We do. Like we're both abroad, both from LA, both uprooted our lives to another country. Right now we're both like in our 30s. Both have always had this like entrepreneurial mindset. So yeah, for sure. You and Allie have one of the rarest and strongest connections possible between two friends. How cute is that? That's so cute. I feel like you are my bestie. I know, but like, I just feel like life affirmed, like why, you know? Yes, but also like, you're like probably like one of the only people on the planet I'll call. Like, I don't call any other friends. I don't believe that. That's true. What do you mean? There's no other friend that I'll just pick up and be like, oh, I'll FaceTime this person. You don't FaceTime anyone else? No, my parents. I I thought this was just like in your, because... I'm not like no. a person much, but like you're the kind of the only person I talk to frequently. Exactly. That's what I said. That's what I'm saying. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Exactly. Wow, I'm learning something new about you. I didn't know this. I'm not saying I wouldn't FaceTime other people, but I don't have that like bond with anyone else where I would just pick up the phone and FaceTime them. Yeah. Okay, cute. I think maybe the difference, not the difference, but like we also don't live near each other. And I feel like we've always had to do like calls, whether it was like Skype at one point. When I lived in Australia, like we Skype, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's dynamic. come from there. We used to make videos on iMovie. Like we would just be yeah, talking. Okay, but that's not the same as, that's, I did that with other friends as well. Do oh, weird right. videos. Just saying. This but, is special. Okay, Jordan, this is special. I know. You're right. It's, we've got a bond. Yeah. Life changing. Um, Okay, you read the thing that looks negative. <laughs> okay, it says, Depth. You're often drawn to provocative friends who bring excitement and intensity, and Jordan is likely no exception. It's possible that you enjoy friends who push you deeper and get you to explore hidden feelings and behaviors. But at the same time, this pattern can make you overreact or feel inhibited. Possibly, there aren't any issues between you, but if you feel provoked by Jordan or reluctant to open up, this dynamic is likely the reason. Meanwhile, Jordan's likely unaware of her effect on you. Ideally, if there's tension, you two are are able to communicate and not take things personally. Actually, that's true. Right? I'm very direct and you also don't take anything personally. If I do, I have to take like a few days, but then I get over it. I'll be like, okay, I just can't talk to you for two days because like... But I feel like that's rarely happened. It only like, I feel like we've only had like once or something. Yeah. When you didn't want to go to Greece, I was like, okay. Yes. <laughs> but then after I was just like, uh, whatever. Yes. Okay. That was true. I was like, I know there was a time recently that you couldn't talk to me. And I was like trying to figure out what it was. That's actually hilarious though. Yeah. Sometimes not as much now, but in the early stages of our friendship, like maybe like whatever, 17 to 20 something early twenties. Yeah. Not that like you provoked me, but you were way more hard headed and I hated your inflexibility or you would not admit to being wrong about things. And I'm like, that's my biggest pet peeve. If you're wrong to say like, you're just like, well, we're both right. I'm like, no, we're not fucking both right. We're not both right. And that would irk me to my core. But then I'm like, okay, this is just Jordan and her stubbornness. So whatever. Would you and now I'm over it. Or have I dialed down? You've also chilled. Oh. You've dialed down. Definitely. Also. But I'm also used to it. I'm also like, okay, whatever. She's just going to, she's going to be hard headed and that's fine. She knows deep down and I know she knows. So it's fine. And she knows I know. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. I feel like even like it's similar on the other spectrum where like I hadn't seen you in a while. I hadn't spent time with you in like a while. I don't know how long it was. When Remember when we met up in Malaga? And I was like, oh, yeah. shit. You're like, yeah, you're like opinionated or I forgot. Yes, I, I, I know I forgot because it's like a different dynamic when you're talking on the phone yeah. with each other every day. Now, want to know what it is? Okay. Yes, I am opinionated. Yeah. 
But I just love to play devil's advocate. And like, it's not even that I'm a fitness. I just love a mental challenge and like the stimulation of the conversation and an argument and like getting deep into things. So then I'll just keep pushing it. But it's not even like, and maybe that comes off as like aggressive or like, or like really opinionated or direct or whatever, which I am direct. Yeah. But it's just like fun for me. And I need that in relationships. If not, I get so bored. Like I need like the mental stimulation of thinking things all the way through, even yeah. if I don't even care about the topic. So it's just like, it's like a game for me where I'm like, I need to just go all the way through the whole debate. I think we both like to do that, but that was yeah. what I, I just had forgotten. And I like to rehash things as well. Yeah. So like if something happens and I'm like, let's talk about that again, because now I have a new opinion on it and I want to speak about it I wonder what you're like in relationships do they love or hate that I hope they love it because otherwise why are they with me you know like I definitely need that connection with my partners I need someone who will go through the whole conversation as well if they're just like yeah I'm like nope that's not enough for me we need that's like why I think me and you are good friends because we always have deep conversations yeah and that's why like I love our friendship because like oh Jordan will go in on it as well and like talk about the whole thing or she'll have an opinion I'll rehash it again. I'll probably have another opinion. On I it. love it. Exactly. It's so fun to talk about things. So anyway, that's how I feel about it. Okay, um, I'll go. Grounding and substantial. There's, there's something about this friendship that makes you and Ali feel dedicated to each other. You both can be good friends and voices of reason for each other. You can really trust each other to tell the hard truth. So true. This pattern can help you both stay on track. You may see each other as a solid and as solid and reliable. On the other hand, there may also be a sense of pressure to show up and be loyal to each other even when you don't feel like it. You probably don't want to let each other down, but at times it could seem like one or both of you need to act a certain way to be accepted. Even if neither of one of you is being critical, you might perceive each other this way. It's like you each feel the other person is trying to whip you into shape, but you're unsure what, for, or why. Either way, at times one or both of you might feel like you can't be yourselves around each other and it could be hard to tolerate the feeling of being judged. What do you think? This is the one I don't connect with, but okay. because I've never felt judged by you. Like, I feel yeah. like I'm 100% myself. Yeah. So I've never felt like I needed to like, I have other friendships where I'm like, oh, I probably can't say this thing around this person. They're going to take it the wrong way. Like, I feel like they're going to misinterpret my words or like going back to like how I am as a person. Like, I like to gossip in the sense that I like to like analyze how other people act, talk about it with other people and to see if those, how they feel about those behaviors of other people, but just not in a judging sense, just as like a, a sociological. Yeah. Like a sociological way just to, to know like a vibe check kind of thing. Like that sounds like oversimplifying and saying vibe check. I guess gossip is like, I guess yeah, reflecting on other people's what's happening in other people's lives and like, oh, do you see this thing? And like, I have certain friends where I'm like, oh, I think they think I'm doing it maliciously, but it's to me, it's just like, oh, is this like an acceptable behavior? What do people, how do people feel about these kind of ways mm -hmm. that people are like, you know, showing up in the world? I've never felt like you would ever judge me for like bringing up any topics. I think you know that I don't bring it up other people's lives in a malicious way of like, oh my God, this person is so shit. Like, did you see this person did this? Like, it's not like catty way. It's just like a, oh, did you see this happen? Like, oh, I feel so bad for that person. Like, oh, did you see this happen? Like, that's amazing. Or like, so I've never felt like you've ever judged me, but I've had friends who are like, oh, that's gossip. Like, we should do this. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of it as gossip. Mm. Like in a negative way. Like, I feel like gossip has like a negative connotation. Yeah. Gossip can be bad depending on yeah. how, you, how you do and who's also doing yeah. it. Yeah. If you're gossiping as a way to make yourself look and feel better. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't relate with that one, but we understand each other. We know how to deal with each other. Yeah. And it started off saying like, you can uh, be like reliable friends and the voice of reason for each other. And I feel like that's true. You know, yeah. like, yeah, we do call each other out when things are like the other person shouldn't be doing it. Okay. Friction. Jordan naturally wants to play the role of the giver to her friends. Yes. She's caring and nurturing. It's your instinct to explore and seek truth and meaning. Yes. You prioritize your freedom. Yes. If there's tension between you, it could be because 
you're so independent that you don't seem to need or want the kind of help Jordan's offering. I don't know if you feel that way about me being too independent to like ask for help or feel distant. No, but sometimes I would say sometimes like, but not, I, I don't take it personally, but sometimes you're like, I'm doing my own thing. Like leave it. Yeah. 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 yeah that's fine. Yeah. I feel like that's like one of the things I'm reflecting on this year, this past year is like, okay, I'm allowed to like ask for help of other people and like let people do things for me. Yeah. And it's not like a sign of like weakness or like, you know, can't do it. it's just, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I can't do it. It just means that someone else is helping it. Uh, oh, trials. Our biggest challenge. Your friendship with Ali pushes her boundaries and has immediate depth. There's something compelling about this connection. Although at times Ali might feel slightly inhibited, perhaps she's experiencing something completely new or she's being made to question her ideas like never before. It's likely you capture Ali's attention like you're hard to ignore. At the same time, there might be some obvious tension in the friendship. If there are issues between you, it could be because Allie feels like you're pushing her out of her comfort zone. I feel like no, but I don't know. No, but I know where this is coming from. I love how they're putting all the blame on me of this challenge. I am like a very guarded person anyway. Like with anyone new, I'm like, you have to open up before I open up. I mean, obviously we've had like our friendship has been like, what, 15 years or 16 years or whatever it's been. So like we're already past that. But in the beginning of friendships in general, I need a person to prove themselves like several times before I'm going to tell them like, actual things about myself of course i'll like open up about superficial things and things i don't care that is me generally speaking like with me and you no but it, that is my problem in other friendships where i'm like sometimes i don't fully trust people it takes me a while to really fully trust them of like they're gonna hold my secrets they're not gonna like do something that's gonna like embarrass me and very sociable but i'm not like a center of attention person you know so like i won't tell people like my stuff because i'm like are they gonna tell things that i actually didn't want them to tell yeah you know you've built trust i think because yeah our- and to tell you a lot of things. I think yeah. you were the first person I told when I had sex at 17. Yeah. yeah. You know? and, and I was like, you have to keep the secret. And I didn't even tell my other friends. And I feel like I can disarm letting you know you know me. That's how I am with in all my other friendships. I'm like, I have to know this person first before I can they can know me. You don't care other people's opinions. So like you'll either like talk loud on the metro or you'll like talk to like anyone at like in a supermarket or like that doesn't make me bother but like certain things where you're like you'll just say stuff and I'm like oh my god be more discreet sometimes you're you don't care about discretion like you just don't care and yeah. so I'm like oh my god I'm gonna die and like, I will kind of be like oh so what come on just like who cares feel super uncomfortable next one okay it says balance and support you and Jordan both value value your space and expect your friends to be independent and to support your curious adventurous sides you two are driven to explore and don't want to be tied down right although at times you both can seem restless or distracted you get this about each other you both have free-spirited qualities that balance each other out in a very supportive way this resonance and understanding helps you to connect so true man so true that one is spot on we don't even need to get into it that is spot on uh okay i'll go next um progressive healing Ooh. Allie's influence will bring out what's holding you back from aligning with your destiny. By calling attention to any buried pain or unresolved issues, she's helping you address them. At times it might feel difficult, but ultimately she's encouraging you to find compassion for yourself. I feel like lately you really been like, no, Jordan, have respect for yourself. Like you're just, yeah. you're like just telling it to me. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah. Let me have respect yeah. for myself. And it's like that little thing in my head that I'm like, no, Jordan, come on. Like, stopping a little bitch. Like, you yeah. got this, girl. Helping me heal. I got you. Very relevant right now. We got more healing. Should we do the next one. Yep. Security healing. Interesting title. Jordan's bringing attention to any vulnerability concerning your career or public life so that you can overcome your fears. Her influence also affects your sense of home and security. 
At times, this dynamic may be painful or uncomfortable, but facing your wounds is how you can ultimately heal them. If there's any lingering pain from a separation, abandonment, or betrayal in your past, Jordan can help you move beyond it. She's helping you come to terms with what's holding you back from feeling at home within yourself and out in the world. What do you think about that? Interesting. Maybe you're going to do that. I don't know. Oh, wow. Rude. I mean, no, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Because like, I mean, like career, right? Like you have a job, but do you have a career? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Yeah. So, but so I think it's like, I would say how we like push each other to be doing yeah. stuff and being ambitious and okay, like, yeah, true. You know, just feeling like having courage and, you know, not being afraid to quit a job or, you know, do something that you feel better as yourself. Like, I feel like in that way, maybe the energy I have as my own kind of self of being entrepreneurial, vice versa, in the same way that you have it, the effect on me. It's like we talk about a lot what we want. And even though- Yeah, we're like soundboards for each other. Yeah. And also at times when we don't want to, like we push each other in some way. Yeah. And are like- I no. feel like the sentence that resonates with me is her influence also affects your sense of home and security. Because you're like my piece of home on this side of the world. I love that. You are mine too. Yay. I was thinking when you um, were talking about steak, <laughs> but I was going to say, I really need to go to Madrid again. <laughs> yeah, girl, come on if you want. You know, you got a second room. For anyone, well, basically everyone who doesn't know us, we are going to do an episode all about us and our friendship and like how we met and what we bond over and et cetera, et cetera, I feel like. But we are both really big foodies. Like we appreciate yeah. The art of food, the art of going out, pastries. Yep. So I respect the craft and everyone who's involved in bringing those delicious things to life. Yeah, you're you're the person that I send all my good food pics. How? Yeah. Ooh, I'm excited about the next one. You're the reading the next one. Ooh, you're excited about it. What is it? I don't know. I just sound, karmic links. Sounds oh, I love this. Ah, okay, yay. This is probably why. And you know what? I'm so I can't wait to do past life regression because I want to know who you are in my other lives. Just like, Yay, hell yeah. I feel like we're soulmates. Yeah, I know, honestly. Okay. Um, past life karmic links. It could feel like there's an inherent sense of loyalty between you, as if you've already been friends for a long time. This pattern is a past life karmic link, so there's a natural ease and comfort in your dynamic. You likely feel safe opening up to each other. Because you feel like you ha have each other's backs, you probably don't need to prove yourself to each other. You just get Allie and she gets you. This feeling of equality and support helps you both be your best around each other. Even if you two have different styles or approaches to life, which like in some ways we do. It's so interesting. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we definitely do. Your natural camaraderie helps create a powerful bond. It could feel like you two have been friends for several lifetimes. Basically, we're cute ass bitches who know each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I totally agree. So cute. <laughs> they know. They know we're, we're fast. So yeah, you definitely need to do your fast life thing and tell me who I was. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So what if I'm like, you're my daughter? <laughs> that would be weird. so cool. But wouldn't it be cool? But then maybe in another life, we were something else. Yeah, honestly. Oh my gosh. Wow. We could have been tons of things. Yeah. And then we could like, oh, I'm just loving this. I can't wait. I'm going to find out. I feel like, like you're one of the people I trust most on this planet. So yeah. I'm like, th that doesn't happen with a lot of people. So that's why I'm like, okay, if I have trust issues in general with like the world. Yeah. Then yeah. Okay. Laughter and fun. You and Jordan are highly independent, playful, and curious. You probably have a lot of fun together and make each other laugh. Yep. You're both adaptable and game for trying new things. Yes. As free spirits, you won't force each other to be conventional or to take everything so seriously. Having these personal personality traits in common creates an understanding between you. Yeah. yeah. That's so accurate. I feel like we always have fun together. 
Yeah, very true. There's only like you're like the only person when I fled from Paris to Madrid and live with you in your uh, au pair family for like two yeah. or two or three weeks. I can't even remember. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like two weeks. Yeah. I feel like I can't spend that much time with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're honestly the only person that I can like be around consistently that I'm not like, I can't stand this person. I want them to go. Oh, here. same, 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 same. And I've gone to London like for two weeks at a time, several times. And I, we don't want to kill each other. Like there's moments, obviously, but that's like me. Yeah, as yeah a we take our space. That's, but that's like part of but our. Then, but then, yeah, then we don't take it personally. No. It's just like, yeah, oh, you're annoying me. Okay, go away, come back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, talk to you later about this topic. Yeah. See ya. See ya never. Just kidding. Um, okay. Ooh, attraction, meeting expectations. Let's see. Ali's drawn to friends who have a sense of humor and don't take everything so seriously. You also have these qualities and you might have a lot of fun together. Since you're exactly the kind of friend Allie gravitates to, she can encourage your ability to be adaptable and curious. She expects her friends to be creative, dynamic, and free-spirited. So she's not going to judge you for going out in the world and being who you are. Wow. Yeah, that is true. I love Very true. Yeah. Or when I would think of you, I wouldn't have necessarily picked free-spirited, but then Mm -hmm. it makes sense. Yeah. But I wouldn't initially think of it only because at times you're very like pragmatic Yes. Like a sense of control. Yeah. However, you are like very spree- free, like free-spirited. You can, yeah. where you can meet anybody. You love to have a good time. Like you're very open to doing things and you're not like, yeah. oh, I didn't plan this. I can't do this, you know? Yeah. And so, I like like all walks of life. Like yeah. I'm like, I like bougie. I like sitting in the grass and like eat, drinking a beer. Like I yeah. like being dirty at a festival. Like whatever. I can be like everywhere. You know what I mean? And so can I. I like gravitate towards certain things. But nice yeah, sir. definitely. Yeah, that's what it says here that it says that I'm drawn to people who have a sense of humor. And do you remember when I broke up with my ex, not the last one, the one before I said, the only thing I look for in a, in a relationship is to laugh. Yep. Like you did say that. Yeah. I said that and I was like, that's what I need the most in my next partner is just to be like laughing so hard constantly with this person. Did you laugh with your ex? I won't say. His no, name. but yep. we had so much. We didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't um, the sense of humor that was in common, but we had fun together. Okay. Like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, we did things that wasn't laughing, but it was like, oh, I feel, like, free. Yeah. Like, giddy. It was, like, or like, fun. Like, yeah. It was, like, it was, like, you know, going dancing. So, you were, like, oh, I feel, like, free and, like, oh, I'm, like, in the moment, you know? So, I was, like, very in the moment with him. It wasn't, like, the same sense of humor, though. Interesting. I mean, I wonder if, it, like, mm-hmm. will, you, will you look for that in your, in a new relationship? I want that. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not what you learn from every relationship. It's like things like, okay, this is what I want for my next one. This is what I want for my next one. So, like, if I can choose, definitely want to be laughing. I like it. Mine's emotional availability. So, I mean, I mean, that's that's bare minimum now. <laughs> that is bare minimum. <laughs> it is now, now, but you know, you 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 can get used to things. So, oh, oh, a hundred percent. But that's why you just have to have your uh, expectations and your not boundaries. Not that's not the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I guess expectations or whatever. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. Go us. We're cute. We have another episode in the bag. Yeah. Well, awesome. How do we end this? Do we just end it? Yeah. Like the last episode, we didn't know how to end it either. And I don't know why the ends. Maybe we just don't like endings. You know, like we just. That's fine. You you know? We say, well, we're out, guys. See you next time. Bye. Yeah. Peace out. Bye. Peace out. We done. Oh, 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 oh,
Bye.